Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to a new year and the same season of Cut for Time. How are you doing? Awesome. Good. Good. Uh, I, I heard somebody say, um, you know, we hope that 2022 is not 2020 version two. Ooh. So here, here's hoping that uh, God is good all the time. But yeah, we not a repeat of 2020. Uh, but yeah, doing fine. Okay, good. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed your your break and our long break from Cut for Time. Um, Jeff, why don't you give us a summary of your sermon from Sunday, which was from Galatians chapter 4, verses 8 through 11, continuing. It's really clo- closely connected to what Joey preached on two weeks ago, just continuing in the same argument. Um, yeah, give us an idea of what you preached on and the overall um, main point. Yeah, so uh, like you said, Paul's kind of building off the argument that he's, or the, the the thing he's been talking about for the last, you know, several sections, but especially the beginning of chapter four. Uh, and, and he's reminding them that before, before you came to know God in Christ, we were enslaved uh, to all kinds of ideas and principles that really are not God. They don't have any power to save us or help us. And, and he talks about these weak and worthless elementary principles and the danger that he sees in, in these believers of going back to those things as though they actually have some power and, and they have some value to save and to transform and, and especially uh, to give them a sense uh, that they are in better standing than other Christians. Uh, that's, the, that's the whole thing that Paul is, uh, is trying to uh, address and reinforce for us and for them that what matters is being in Christ that knowing Christ is enough. That's kind of the, the core of what I think what's going on in this passage that uh, Paul says, now that you have come to know God or rather to be known by God, how would you turn back to those weak and worthless elementary principles? And in their case, it was uh, again, taking on these kind of outward markers of uh, Judaism, of you know, being being able to publicly identify as the people of God by some outward ritual or performance. And that's probably not exactly the things that we struggle with, you know, in terms of uh, Torah observance and days and seasons and months. But there's still the same temptation for us to have some outward thing that we can measure ourselves and especially measure other people against. And what Paul wants us to hear is that, no, what matters is that you have come to know God, or or even more importantly, that God knows you. And Mm -hmm. that's enough, he wants to say. Knowing Christ is enough. Knowing Mm -hmm. Christ is what sets us free. Knowing Christ is what actually produces growth and maturity in us um, in opposition to all those rules and regulations that are weak and worthless. And knowing Christ is what actually gives us confidence because at the very end, he says, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that I may have labored over you in vain. I've, I've invested in helping you know Christ and the gospel. And that's what you need is Jesus and being known by him. 
Uh, and that's the confidence that carries us all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks, Jeff. So, Jeff, is there anything that you wish you could have included in your sermon on Sunday, but you weren't able to? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there were a couple things. Uh, one was, um, I think what I, what I really wanted to focus and bring home was this idea that uh, we, we are already children of God because we're known and loved by God. So then we live as people who are already on the inside and we treat other people. We look at other people that way. Uh, they don't need to measure up or earn their way in. And because Paul's saying, if that's what you think makes you a child, that you're in danger of making the gospel useless. He, he would have labored in vain. Uh, one of the things that I, I actually ran across yesterday, Monday, um, was this uh, awesome a uh, little essay from Anne Voskamp, a Christian uh, writer. Some people may be familiar with her. Um, she talks about uh, <laughs> this dynamic that goes on inside of us, that, that we have been called to do um, important things, holy things, that, that God would live and speak through us. And yet sometimes what happens is there's this dynamic going on in us that she calls the, the perfectionist terrorist. That, that can attack us. Um, we know that growth and following Jesus is uh, hard because behind every corner is a perfectionist terrorist who lies to us, who tells us that if we just get it perfect enough, if we just do it right enough, if we just be good enough, that we'll be liked by everyone enough. But the truth is we have to accept we'll never be acceptable enough for some people and whether we accept that as their issue or our issue is up to us. And perfectionism claims to have these high motives to, to, to make everything turn out perfect. Uh, but, it, but it places all this pressure on you and it poisons you and, until it can paralyze us. And what Ann Voskamp goes on to say is uh, the, the answer to this struggle is the compassionate words of God's perfect love. And, and she points to 1 John 4, 18. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been made perfect in love. When we rest in Christ's perfect love, it takes the pressure off of us feeling like I need to get it right. I, I need to, you know, be the right kind of person. And especially for other people that it, it frees us to really love them as we have been loved and accept them where they are, because that's what God has done for us. Mm -hmm. So it's, she's trying to help us see this, this uh, dynamic inside of us that I think, I think is echoing some of what Paul's talking about here. That's what those weak and worthless elementary principles are all about, whether it's Torah observance or, uh, you know, having more, having enough, feeling like I've measured up and, you know, I'm living a good Christian life or I have all the right answers. Uh, that's the perfectionist terrorist that is saying, yeah, you really can have it all figured out and have it all right. And when you do, then you'll be at peace. And, and all that does is fuel either pride or despair in us. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ann Voskamp was saying, what we need is Christ, ultimately, just what Paul was saying, knowing Christ is enough. And when I know that, that helps uh, kick all the fear and the pride to the curb. Mm -hmm. um, Ann Voskamp goes on to say, perfect love of Christ accepts you 100% before you perform even 1%. Mm -hmm. 
because his perfect love speaks protection and peace and gives the power of the spirit so that we can fire protectionism. We can get rid of the protectionist terrorist inside of us. We, we don't have to show anyone up. We just have to show up. Okay. Uh, and we don't have to impress anyone. We, we just have to press on. And when we fail, that he's there to pick us up and give us strength. And, and I, I just, I love that. I think it just, it ties in with what Paul's getting at here. Uh, knowing that Christ is enough doesn't make us passive. It, it doesn't make us lazy. It actually motivates us in the right way to pursue Jesus more out of grace and acceptance that we can then give to one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not much has changed in 2000 years. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> yeah, still needs to yeah. hear this message. Yeah, I need to hear this uh, because she says the other dynamic that goes on is, you know, for some of us, then when we realize it's not going to be perfect, that's when, you know, we can fall into procrastination mm-hmm. uh, and procrastination says, ah, oh, you know, you're probably not going to be able to get that big enough. Here's a distraction that, that will take your mind off of that. Here's something else to do. Here's a smaller project to tackle in the meantime. Uh, and, and then that just, in, in the opposite direction fuels its own kind of despair and disappointment because sure. we don't get started uh, because of fear. And the, the perfectionist is trying to perform out of fear and the procrastinator is not performing out of fear. And Paul is wanting to say, I think, through that and in, in line with this, no, what matters is knowing Christ. And, and that's what helps kill the perfectionism that sometimes even fuels procrastination. And both of them can be overcome because I'm known by God. I'm known, I'm loved, and that's good enough for other people too. And, and that's good enough for how we look at them and think about them and stop measuring ourselves based on what we're doing or what they're doing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. So, so to do that, one of the things that can be helpful uh, and, and that I tried to sort of close with um, is maybe one of the best things we could do for this year is to make it our goal to know Jesus more. Because the more we know him, the more we know his love, the more we know his grace and kindness, the the more equipped and encouraged we are to be free to do what God has called us to do and, and not worry about measuring up or whether other people are. So if knowing Jesus is my goal, one of the things that will really help in that is knowing his word more. And uh, so I, I recommended, I mentioned a great Bible reading plan that I came across several years ago. Uh, I, I love it even just for the title, Read Through the Bible Program for Shirkers and Slackers. <laughs> I think I can identify with that because mm-hmm. I don't measure up to my own good intentions. And, you know, we can all kind of start the year saying, oh, yeah, I really do need to read God's word more. And then we hit February and it's gray and depressing outside and we're plowing through Leviticus and numbers. And yep. uh, so one of the things that I like about this plan is it, it doesn't just go chronologically through books. Uh, the different books of the Bible are broken up by genres across the days of the week. So Sunday is Old Testament poetry. Tuesday is Old Testament history. Thursday is prophets. Wednesdays Uh, Sorry, Fridays are New Testament history. Saturdays are epistles. So throughout the week, you're getting a variety of genres of literature. So you're not reading through, you know, lamentations when it's, you know, gross out uh, for, you know, three weeks at a time. Uh, And it's, it's also not tied to dates on the calendar. So it just has days of the week. So if you get behind, 
that's fine. There's, you know, there's, there's not a calendar there mocking my, you know, slacking off. You just pick up the next day and go forward from there. And if it takes you more than a year to get through it, that's fine. There's no pressure because it's not set to, well, you have to read this passage on January 13th. Um, it, it's really great. So we have copies of that at the info desk. Um, I, I'd love it. We can maybe put a link to that in the show notes and yes. uh, get that on the website. Yep, we can do that. You know, I, I kind of, I think even jokingly said at the end of worship, like, um, so I want everyone to sign up and give me your email and then we're going to check in weekly and tell me, no, it's like, no, that's not it at all. The, the point is, if it's, we're not going to measure ourselves or one another based on how we're performing on our Bible reading. If it's a helpful tool, then use it. And if it's not, don't stress about it. But um, what, I, what I want more of and want more of for us is just more Jesus, more of him more of his good news, more of his life. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a goal I want for me and for us in the coming year. Yeah. And I think that's what Paul's getting at too, is what you need is Jesus. Uh, and, and the more you know him, the more you have of him, the more free you get for yourself and for other people. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.